0: The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I wish all you a holy and blessed Holy Pascha week, and we thank God this year we can celebrate in our churches as we used to do. And as you know, during the Holy Week, we follow the Lord Jesus Christ during this very important week for our salvation, and the churches through the readings and hymns. Uh, take us uh, our day by day, and then hour by hour when we go to the uh, more on Thursday and the uh, Good Friday. And uh, today, as we we now in the eve of Wednesday, and the, the Wednesday is the two events, two important events. Judas Iscariot, who went to make a deal with the chief priest in the Pharisees to betray the Lord. And on the other side, the woman, the, which we don't know her name, and Bethany and Simon, uh, the Pharisee's uh, house, or Simon the Leper' house, that is, she poured the fragrant oil in the, hand, in the, hand, in the head of the Lord Jesus Christ which, of course, is different than the story of Mary, which we, uh, the gospel of the Vespa uh, of Palm Sunday mentioned. It's six days before the Passover. This happened two days before the Passover. And that's why the church, since the 11th hour of Tuesday, we add to the praise of the Pascha, my Lord Jesus Christ, my good savior. So we add my good savior. Uh, Because the Lord, uh, he said about his death and also this is a decision of the chief priest to to kill him. And because of the betrayal of Judas Iscariot and who delivered the Lord by a kiss, so we stopped greeting each other in the liturgical greeting by uh, by the kiss that has started from Wednesday Eve. So it's not today because of the corona or the COVID-19 pandemic, <laughs> but it is a liturgical one. So we we'll greet one in the Japanese way, which of course you are now well-trained over the last year. And also uh, and the church will uh, maj- uh, we have the big hy- the long hymns in Bix-ronus, which is was chanted in the 11th hour of Tuesday and will be chanted again in the 12th hour of Good uh, Friday that is hour of the burial of the Lord Jesus Christ so the message of today for us is to be ready and not to be deceived. And if you follow the whole the, the reading, Isaac, through Tuesday morning or now in the eve, Wednesday, that is the theme which about the Lord spoke about it, and also the prophet. We have to be ready for the day of the Lord. And today, Tuesday, the Lord spent the day in the temple teaching. And after he finished teaching, and he went out, and the disciples showed him the, the temple, how it's magnificent, but he prophesied about the destruction of the temple, And they asked him in the mountain of olive about uh, his second coming. So the the Lord spoke about his second coming during the reading of of this day. And also in the prophecies in the morning, in the ninth hour, it's uh, the prophecy from the book of Genesis about the flood And Noah, ark. Because there is a relation between the day of the Lord and also the day when the flood came. And the Lord, when he spoke about how the day of the Lord, the day of judgment and day of second coming will come suddenly, he mentioned about Noah. And he said, but of that day and hour, no one knows not even the angels of the heaven, but the Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be uh, the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that uh, Noah entered the ark and did not know, they did not know until uh, come and uh, them all of away, so also will be coming of the Son of man. So this is also the reading of tonight in the eve about uh, this part, how uh, the relationship, what happened during the time of Noah. Uh, Noah, he spent about one hundred years building the ark. and of course, it was a warning to the people to see why this man is burning and burning the Judge big ark on the ground, not near the sea. And of course he told them that is there is a warning from God that is a flood will come. But they didn't believe him. And they continue in their daily life as normal without any change Until suddenly, after 100 years, when uh, Noah ordered to enter into the ark and enter the animals. And even this didn't warn them. They continue. They believe that the flood will come. Maybe they look to Noah as a crazy man who is building such kind of ark and bringing birds and animals, putting them in this ark. Uh, on the on the on the earth, so it's a crazy thing to see such kind of things. The same also for many people to speak about the second coming, or to speak about the judgment, uh, could sound like uh, something which is they don't believe on that. And you have in many people you don't believe in these things, and even you don't believe in the eternal life or even life after uh, death. And that is why. Uh, Part of the message of today is not to be deceived as the people were deceived and they don't believe uh, Noah and ended by the destruction. And as in the day of judgment, there will be people who will saved, will go for, for eternal life and people will go to everlasting fire. The same also in the day of Noah when the flood came there are people who are saved, that is Noah his, and uh, his family, and the other uh, uh, died. Uh, so, also the sinner and the righteousness, as we will, uh, the Lord, when he spoke in chapter 25 of the Gospel of St. Matthew, which is the reading from the 11th hour of Tuesday, he spoke that is the king will sit on his throne. And there are people on his right and people on his left, and and a differentiate between the righteous people and the uh, uh, sinner. And as I said, it was a lot of signs in front of people to lead them to think why uh, why this ark is built, but they didn't believe. The same also the Lord Jesus Christ spoke about many signs. About his second coming, wars, famine, exequates, preaching of the gospel, persecution of the believers, and even he gives an example of the destruction of Jerusalem when he spoke about the, the about the destruction of of Jerusalem, which happened later on, and destruction of the temple. And all this, the Lord mentioned, not. To lead us to calculate. Because some people when they see about. Big wars or famine or something miserable. They think this is the end of the day. This is the coming. But it continues to happen. Because when you look carefully on the signs. The Lord Je- Jesus mentioned. There are general signs. When it happened and continue to happen. Just to remind us. About. the the truth regarding the second coming. And then he gives the example about the destruction of of Jerusalem when he spoke about uh, the desolation which is uh, uh, Daniel spoke about. So this part when he warned them uh, that their escape not to be in winter and also what for the pregnant and uh, the of course, it's not talking about the last day. Because the last day, there's no difference to be pregnant or not pregnant, to work to escape. But he was sp- speaking about when Jerusalem to be surrounded and then ask the believer to escape. Of course, to escape in the winter or if you are if pregnant or have kids, babies, it's difficult to, to run, of course. Uh, but But the suffering of these days it was like a model of what will happen in the last days and to remind the people about the Lord. That's why he said that is, this generation will not pass until all this to happen. Now about the generation who listening to him when they lived until the destruction of the temple in, in, in the year 70. Uh, but there are more specific signs. Some of them the Lord mentioned, some of them mentioned in other books of the Bible. And he said at this day that the the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give light, the stars will fall, and they see the sign of the uh, Son of Man appearing. Uh, And of course, all this didn't happen yet. And in other books, in the book of Revelation, he spoke about the Antichrist, also St. Paul, in his letter to Thessaloniki, Thessalonians, the second, uh, the first letter, chapter 2, spoke about the man of sin, of, of perditions. And also the apostasy, that many people will fall away. Uh, also, uh, and uh, the book of Revelation in chapter 13 gave more details about what the Antichrist will do and miracles he will do to deceive the people. Uh, and in chapter 11, spoke about the, uh, the, we even not mentioned their names, about the two witnesses which are Enoch and Elijah, that will come and live and be killed and then rise again because this is the only two who did not die yet. Uh, And St. Paul in his letter to the Romans spoke about the salvation of the Jews that will accept Christ at the end. And all these specific things did not happen yet. We don't know how fast it will happen. But definitely it will happen before the second coming. Uh, Therefore, the Lord Jesus Christ when he spoke about all these details he ended by his conclusion, say, saying, therefore, you also be ready. Because he gives many examples that his, his day will, will be sudden. Will suddenly He gives the example of the thief and the master uh, will be watching uh, because he don't know when the thief will come. He gives the example of the serv- servants who don't know where their master will come. And he concluded by saying, therefore, you also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you don't expect. And blessed is the servant uh, whom his master, when he comes, he will find so doing. Okay? So the master who follows, of course, the commandment of his, of his master, taking care of the servant, taking care of his household. The same also for us. Our master is our Lord Jesus Christ. And we as a servant, uh, we have to be ready when he uh, comes to find us, follow and uh, his commandments. And also in the book, in the Gospel of St. Mark, the Lord concluded by saying, what I say to you, I say to all, watch. So to watch, I mean, to watch and to be, to be ready. But how to be ready? How to be ready? Also, the reading of of the Gospels is telling us, number one is to use our talent which we received. So, in in the Gospel of the 11th hour of Tuesday, the Lord spoke about the master who gave his servant talents. One was given five, one was given two, and one was given uh, one. Why? Uh, what is the basis of this giving? It is mentioned to each according to his ability. To each according to his ability. Not because of the uh, the, the master favor someone over the others. But to his ability. And then after he went to a long journey, he came back. He came back and he said that is... After a long time, the Lord of this servant came and settled account with them. Settled account with them. So this is the day of judgment. So there is a judgment. And we find that two of, them was rewarded, two of them were rewarded by the same exactly words. If you take the, the words which sit to the first one, the second one, exactly word by word. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You were faithful over few things. I will make you rural over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So in this case, the one who was given five, he traded and brought five. So 100%. The one who was given two, he traded and he brought only two. But it is 100% two. So that's why they are equal, because they were given according to their ability. So if we take it to us, the talents, the gifts of the Lord to us, it it depends from one to one. Life, for example. Some of us live long life, some of us live short life, some live healthy life, some have some sickness. Uh, Different talents, some who are any good uh, in, in, in study some of good in work, some uh, more intelligent than the other so are not the same. We are not the same. some who born into a Christian family some who, who were born in non christian families then who go up in ch- uh, whoever there is a church, some go up who is not church, some go grew up in a church who was peaceful was a good servant some in go in a place where a church has a lot of troubles. So it's a different situation. Some they call to get married and have families and have to take care of their kids and their, uh, their family, some they call to go to monastery or to nunnery and so on. At the end at the end, you will be we will be judged according what we received. And, and that's why the important things for us is not to ask why I was given two, not five. Why I'm not married, not a monk or a nun. If if I am a nun, I will be do better. No, don't say that. If I am in a different country or different society or a different state, I will be better. Don't say that. Whatever the place where you are, whatever the code you have, whatever the life you live, if you are honest in what you are, what you're having, you will get the same reward. And all of us remember that is the famous story uh, about St. Macarius, the great St. Macarius, when the Lord wanted to show him someone who reached his level of spirituality. He did not guide him to the desert, deep in the desert to see, to see a hermit. But he guided him to go to Alexander and to see two married women with kids. But they lived in love to each other, love to their family, to husband. They were honest wives and mothers. They were not nuns. They were not of clergy, of course. But What they received, they traded and they rewarded equal to someone like St. Macarius the Great. We don't know the names of these two women. Only God knows their names. But this is a good example for us and that's why in this parable I always like the second servant. Because This maybe the the first one who got five was very happy that I am uh, get a lot of uh, talented so uh, uh, but the one who receives the two he didn't look up to the one who received the five and say oh I'm jealous my master is not just fair why to give me two to give him five and he didn't look to the one who received one and feel arrogant. You got only one, I got two. But he, he focused on what he received. And he was honest in what he received. And at the end, he received the same uh, reward. Uh, while the one who, who received the one, he didn't lose it. But he just kept it. And what he was described by his master, wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy. Wicked because of his thought. He thought that his master is not fair one. That's why I I just want to avoid his wrath. Like when we look to God as a judge who's just waiting to to punish us. Not as a father who wants to encourage us. So I just want to avoid the wrath of God. No. We have to interact with God. To work with God. To trust God to work with us. And not to take like I have to go in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, to be in peace. Just do, do nothing. Because if I do anything I may uh, do mistakes. And that is the end by doing nothing. That's what this uh, servant he did he just kept it I want to give it as you, res- uh, you give it to me I give it to you back but God wants you to use what you received and to trust God that is God in our sight God to help us not not God just waiting to see whether we will be good or bad No, God wants us to be good and encourage us to be a God. So in other words, take risk. Because there is a risk. But if you want to, to have the, the way, a way for any risk, you will not move any step forward. Spread your life, need to take risk. But risk with confidence in our, in our God. And we, because we trust, trust him. And the second so the first one is to use our talent. The second one is to uh, to do good to the needy people. To do. And that's why the Lord in the same chapter after he mentioned about this parable, he spoke also about the day of judgment and the people on the right, people on the left. What was the criteria for judging them? There's love. The love which expressed in a practice, practical way. Because as St. John said, we, my, my little children, we should not love in words, but we have to love in truth and in deed. And he spoke about example of needy people, the hungry, the thirsty, the strangers, the naked, the sick, and the prisoners. But what is important in what he said that is, he consider himself the one among this, and whatever you do to one of them, you will do to him. Assuredly I say to you, and as much as you did it to one of the least of the, my brethren, you did it to me. So he called them my brethren and it did it uh, to me. But let us look to the reward. To the people on the right, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He didn't say to you, to them, come and I will give you, now I establish the kingdom for you. He said this kingdom is prepared for, for you from when? From the foundation of the world which to show us the intention of God when he created Adam and Eve. That is, they continue with him to inherit the kingdom, not to die and not to be kicked out of the paradise. That is the intention of God. And that's why the plan for our salvation, it is planned in the mind of God from the beginning. Because God, by his foreknowledge, knows about the fall of Adam. And on the other side, the punishment, they said to them, depart from me, you curse it. You curse it. You see blessing, you curse. The curse enter because of the sin. Depart from me, you curse it, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. It was an everlasting, everlasting fire. It's prepared for whom? Not for us. It's prepared for the devil. Why? Because the devil, the, the first one to fall in pride and want to be like God. And he falls. And some angel followed him. That's why. And his angels, because the Satan and the devil originally angels. And the everlasting fire is to be away from God. That's why he said, depart from me. Like light and darkness. If you want to be in light, you be in a place where there's a light. But if you leave the place of light, you'll be in darkness. That's why he said to the righteous, come to me. Depart from me. So for us, the joy of eternal life, the kingdom of heaven, what is the kingdom of heaven? Is to be with Christ, to reign with him. So the everlasting fire is to be away from God. That's where the devil exists. And the eternal life, to be with God, because we call it eternal life. And the source of life is God. So if you are away from God, then away from the source of of life. Which also can explain to us. And some people ask, every every religion says that is uh, the, the follower of this religion will go to whatever they call it, heaven or Ghana or whatever yeah, they call it. Which is true. Yeah, of course, any 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 company tell you the product is the best product, but the, the point here is not the, what the religion saying. The the point here, what they mean by this reward. So, for us as Christians, we mean by the reward is to be with Christ, which logically anyone who does not believe in Christ, how are you going to enjoy being with Christ? This is a question. Like, if I hear about what is the road in other religion, of course I don't want to be in this. And even if they invite me, I don't want. Because my life is different. And my joy is different. My joy is to be with Christ. So anything which is given to me Away from Christ is not a joy. Like مثel, if you like مثel, a sport مثel, and you're watching the final Masan for the Cup <laughs> uh, and you and and you say oh this is I, I ask you what, what is the impact of this you say oh, uh, like in heaven. <laughs> if you don't like this kind of sport whether it is uh, we don't under. You said, "Oh, it is hell." I spend this time watching something I don't understand. I don't like, but I obliged to. So, what is this? What is your impact? You are like hell. It's hell. So we use even the expression of of hell and heaven in in our de- things to express our joy, our our satisfaction. Uh, And also to be prepared to have the wedding garment. And we have the example that is when the people are refuse the invitation and then there was open invitation for everyone. And then the king entered. And he found that is but when the king come in to see the guests he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment, and he was punished. He was kicked out. And the Lord concluded by saying, "For many are called, but few are chosen," which explained to us some the, the issue of uh, God's love. Is, is God's is God's love is conditional or unconditional? Okay. Some people, they say, uh, God's love unconditional. He will accept everyone. Some, they say, no, it is conditional because you have to believe in him, so you have to do so and so. So, whether he's conditional or unconditional. As the Lord said, it is unconditional in calling everyone. And unconditional, not everyone to be accepted. And, and I think this parable is a very good example that is the, the king sent an open invitation for everyone. But when he looked, when find some who came without respecting the wedding, that is, they are not accepted. And lastly, no, don't be deceived, because. There are many things to lead us to be deceived. And the Lord Jesus Christ when he he spoke about his second coming, he said uh, take heed that no one deceive you. And the deception is is a very dangerous thing. Because if we look to the fall of Adam and Eve, how Satan succeeded to lead them to disobey God. If he went to them saying, eat from the tree. They will not eat. <laughs> but he went in the deceiving way. Deceiving way. So the same things. If the sin comes to us very clearly, many people will refuse it. But always the most dangerous sins which come in in deceiving way. That's why the church warns about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Yeah, and why we stop the greetings because of Judas Iscariot. And we have a hymn regarding Judas Iscariot. Some say, why we are making a big deal of Judas Iscariot in this way? Because he is a symbol of hypocrisy. Yani the one who is among the twelve following Christ, and at the same time, he is a plotting against him to, to appear f- a certain way, but from inside. And this is the most difficult thing, the hypocrisy. Because people who commit sin, they may repent. But the people who are hypocrites, that's why the Lord have there is one chapter in the Gospel of St. Matthew about the hypocrites. They difficult for them to repent because they pretend they are good, they are righteous people. Remember the, the Pharisee and the tax collector who went to pray on the temple and went to justify other, the other who justified the tax collector, not the Pharisee. The same also the sinful woman a repentant woman who entered in the Simon the Pharisee house and the Lord accepted her repentance even she didn't say any word and he told her your sins are forgiven and go in peace but Simon and the other Pharisees who are invited they didn't benefit of the Lord's presence they even criticized him in the story of the prodigal son we sometimes don't we focus on the prodigal son, which is a great story of repentance. But what about his older brothers? He, This is a hypocrisy. He pretended in how he is serving his father, but inside he' criticizing his father. He, do, he did not love his brother. And you may notice, in this story, we know clearly that the younger son repented. But we don't know whether the older son repented or not. Yeah, and the story ended by his father went, tried to bring him in, told him why we are rejoiced because of your, your brother came back and he, your brother, he was dead and now alive and lost and now found and full stop. It didn't mention whether he accepted his father saying or not. The same also in the story of Jonah. Jonah repented when he escaped and he didn't go to Nineveh and he would find himself in the belly of the well. He repented. But when he went to Nineveh and he called them to repent and they repented, he was very sad and angry and criticizing the Lord for his mercy. And the Lord explained to him through the small tree Lactina. but again at the end of, of the book of, of Jonah it is not mentioned whether he accepted this explanation from God or not <laughs> it ended by this because his problem he felt that is the mercy of God to be for the Jews only not to the Gentiles for him to enjoy the, the mercy of God that is great But for these people who are sinners to also enjoy the mercy of God when they repented that's something not to make him happy. And that's why he even asked for this to to himself. The point here is uh, the hypocrisy and the deceiving ways of sins because can I pretend I'm not doing anything wrong and I don't focus on my side, inside and I may miss this and instead of focusing on my sins, I focus on the sins of the others, judging the people, uh, evaluating everything uh, and uh, like you, you see today, many people who just uh, you know, uh, take the responsibility of evaluating everything in the church. As if they are assigned by God to uh, decide what is right, what is wrong, who is heretic, who is orthodox, who is right, who is... And so on. But, and they use even ways of attacking and words, even lying, manipulating things. And they forget that is of course, if you ask them for repentance, they will attack you. How we repent? But we don't need repentance. You need repentance because what you are doing is uh, is wrong. So, uh, therefore, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There are many ideas which we face in the society, from even people denying God and God existence to denying, and there is a life after this life, and the life is ended by this. Denying, even there is judgment. People, they speak about the love of God, that's why there is no judgment. God will accept everyone, even the devil at the end. Even some Christian writers, like Origen, the scholar, and even uh, so people, sometimes they support their idea about this, the uh, the salvation of everyone by even by writings of some some of the fathers. Uh, but again, we don't believe in infallibility of any fathers. We respect the father of the church, but we don't believe in infallibility. Uh, wh- what we judge us is that the, the living tradition of the church, which we see it in the holy scriptures and the patristic writing. All the Father, together the Spirit of the Father, and in the liturgy, the three, the three pillars of the living tradition, which can help us to uh, to judge. And also, will people throw doubt about everything, about the Bible, about the idea of the Second Coming, and so on, and all these ideas which we are facing in our daily life should not be. Deceived, because this is the way that, that is you to be uh, deceived. We have to be always ready, even during this time of the apostles, and we read in St Peter, uh, letter second letter, just I will conclude by this, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the father fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation and even during the time of the apostle, they so doubted about the second coming of Christ. So, St. Peter added, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day, which leads us you know, to understand the Bible in the spirit it's written for, inspired for. The Bible is not written as book of history or book of science. Even it is right in historical facts and in scientific facts. But it is not the book of science that you, you try to find theories to explain events. Or it is not a book of history, even if it have a lot of right history. But it is a book for our salvation, the story of our salvation. That's why the language which is used is used to lead, to give the message. The message. To so put things in very simple ways, like, example, the story of, of creation. If you take it literally, that God created uh, heaven and earth in six days, and then you go research for the millions of years but the day here does not mean the, the 24 hours. But it's used, this words, that was a light. And a light came from darkness. And this is a period of time which we don't know how much. Because this is not the important things. Even the ages of the fathers. When they say about Noah, but what kind of years? Because they are different calculations of years. We have the year according to the uh, which year and even the difference in the time of the year between calendar to calendar so different calendar but what is the message to tell us say this person he was born he lived many years he gave birth mention only one name and then he lived and died you send repeatedly the same things does this is mean the person is born and he gave birth because it's a continuation of the human race, but at the end he died. Because this enter into the world. And 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 this life is a temporal life. Whatever the years you live, hundreds years, eight hundred years, nine hundred years, at the end he died. So uh, because people now is fighting with age. And <laughs> you now they try to prolong the life of can and all these cosmetic things to to, 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 yeah, I mean, to to hide the age but it is a fact at the end and it is a fact at the end any person, whatever the the, the medic, the advance of medicine at the end will die presidents, uh, celebrities and so on, everyone will die but we have to as Saint Peter said, uh, in the important of things that is to to know the long suffering of God, and He is patient for us to lead us to repentance. He added, "The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing." That any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, so when God waiting, impatient, because he wants everyone to repent, He's just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And also, uh, for us, time is yani, our concept of time is different than us and God. Because we are within the time. God is above the time. Like when you are walking or driving your car. You see things different than the one who is in a plane. <laughs> because the one in the plane, he looking things differently. But it is the same things. But they are different between you and the person in the plane. The same, if, if this is, Comparison because of the height of the plane has look range looking is much better. But what about God? We are within the time, but God is above time. That's why uh, sometimes we have some conflict with God regarding timing. This is he late? It is early. It is uh, due time. But always God come in the fullness of time. Everything to done in the fullness of time. So the message of today, and to be ready, we, as we follow all the reading of today and the hymn, is, and it's called us to be ready, to be ready for the day of judgment, to be ready for the day when we leave this world, to be with, with the Lord, and to be with the ready, putting the garment of the wedding, and also to be like the wise uh, version. And it's called wise because uh, the, the wisdom is to know that is the bridegroom will come. Even if long time delayed is called the delayed, but it will come. And you have to be ready when he, he comes. May God grant us always to be ready and not to be deceived of any thoughts or any ideas. And the glory to God now and forever. Amen.